Welcome to Truth in the Trenches. I'm your host, Rebecca, from Hip Homeschooling, and this podcast is all about education, parenting, and the chaos that often comes along with a homeschooling lifestyle. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome. We're ready to go. Today, I'm talking to you about morning baskets. This seems to be the most prevalent topic that people have replied to me about. So I thought that that's what I would kind of get this party started with. And this party being the fact that I'm going to be podcasting hopefully two times a week. Who's excited? I'm excited. So I'm all set to go. What I've done today is I've pulled out all the books from my morning basket. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the routine of it, what a morning basket is or morning time and how I use it in my family where you can get more resources on this. And we're just going to have a chat. All right. My podcast, I'm going to try to keep it to like 20 minutes. So hopefully it's not going to be too long. If you're listening to this on iTunes, you can listen to it here, which is awesome. You can review it for me here, which is even more awesome. Or you can go to my blog at hiphomeschoolingblog.com And if you hit the podcast section, then you can also view it there. And I will be putting any relevant links that I talk about or more information on these different things, linking to different blog posts that I've done for more information. So it might be worth heading over there and checking it out if you're like, wow, I love what she said here, but I just want more. Well, I've got more because this is what I do, you guys. I sit here and blog and sometimes neglect my family. But you know what? That is a topic another podcast. So I want to get right into it, which is super weird and awkward for me because I like to talk and, you know, introduce things for like a long time and then usually go off on a tangent and eventually make it back to my original topic. But the topic today is morning time or morning baskets. So we're going to stay focused and keep this into 20 minutes so that you can have your coffee and have a listen or listen to it while, you know, the kids are I don't know, sitting in their rooms, watching the iPad. That's okay. That's okay. You don't feel guilty about that because (laughs) it's your sanity. This is just a a few minutes for yourself. So we're going to keep it to 20 minutes and I've already wasted two minutes. See? Talking. Okay, here we go. Morning basket. So what is a morning basket? Essentially, it's a basket that you work through in the morning, okay? See, it's not too complicated. We try to overcomplicate it. We try to sit down, I've had so many people when I post pictures or I talk about my morning basket, people are like, oh my goodness, what is this? How structured is it? And do you think that this would work for a three-year-old or do you think this would work for a 10-year-old or do you think this would work for high school? Yes, yes, and yes. Because all it is is a basket that you work through in the morning. So there is no rule with this. There is no magic formula. There are no specific books you need to put in your morning basket. There are different things. Some people have put together amazing like resources and they say it's literally a curriculum and you work through it and you buy all the books on their list and you work through it and it tells you exactly what page to read, but you do not need to do that. The beauty of a morning basket or morning time is that you can put anything in there, which means, wait for it, you can also put curriculum in there. Curriculum that is on your list to get accomplished that you could be accomplishing while you're also getting the benefit of a morning basket, okay? So first and foremost, what you need to understand about a morning basket is that there is no magic formula and it's not complicated. It's very, very easy and it can be whatever you want it to be 
or whatever you need it to be. So basically, it's the idea that before you go into your structured school time, so that would be your workbooks, that would be um, you know, your math, your reading, all of your, okay, your kids are going to go and like do their school. Before that, before you, it's like the pressure of school, you're going to sit down with them and you're going to have a morning time. And usually you want this to be as relaxed as possible. So for us, I even do this before chores. I do this before I tell them to get dressed. It's eat breakfast and we're going to start with our morning time. It's literally the way that we start our entire day, not just our school day. So what I put into my morning basket, I'm talking so fast that I'm like out of breath. So I'm just going to pause and take a drink because we talked about this. And if you didn't listen to last week's, or no, it wasn't even last week. It was like four days ago, podcast where I talked about how this is going to be unedited and unfiltered. So you're going to hear me drink water and gasp for breath, apparently. Okay. (sighs) Welcome again. Okay. So, um, I don't even remember what I was talking about anymore. Um, morning basket, starting your day. Yes, we start our day with it. So the kids are still in their pajamas usually at this point, and I'm usually dressed because I get up early to work before I even start my morning time, which is really epic, you guys. Super fun. Um, so anyways, I'm usually dressed and have gotten in some Devo time and I've gotten in some work and then the kids got up and they ate breakfast and now I'm like, okay, we're going to start with our morning basket. So we go and sit in the living room on the couch because I have a school table that I built myself. If you didn't know that, um, it's pretty awesome. I built it myself with these little benches and it's so cute and I love it so much, but it hurts the butt. Okay, I'm not going to lie. It's not super comfortable to sit on those hard wooden benches and listen to stories. Plus, the kids are like facing each other. So then they're like making funny faces and goofing off and attention, which we're going to talk about that. Attention span with morning basket time can be a challenge and it's okay. We're going to address that today. So we do it in the living room where everybody can be comfortable and I sit on the floor in the middle. So kids can gather all around me and look at all the pictures and the books or they can sit on the couches. I do try to not give them too many things for distraction because otherwise my kids do not listen. They just don't. If I give them Lego or something, they're going to play Lego and they're going to be all in to that Lego thing that they're building. And they're going to be talking about it and they're not going to hear a word, a single word that comes from my mouth. But I do try to get them as comfortable as possible. So my goal with it is to make it comfortable, to make it no pressure, And like I said, I sit on the floor so they can gather around and look at pictures if they want to be. And I just make it engaging and fun. And then step number two is what you put into your basket. And depending what you put into your basket is going to be a big, uh, a big, I mean, I can't think of the word. I'm going to say participant. That's totally the wrong word. But uh, it's going to make a really big impact on how well your kids are going to listen. Because if you have four-year-olds or a five-year-old or a six-year-old and you're putting in classic literature, you know, like Treasure Island, then there's a really good chance that your kids are not going to listen. And you might be sitting there wondering to yourself, why, oh, why aren't they listening? But maybe you need to start with like super funny, ridiculous, simple picture book style read-alouds rather than this in-depth classic literature that they just can't even understand the words coming out of your mouth. 
So it is really important what books you put in, in the fact that they need to be developmentally and age appropriate. Now that can get complicated when you have a broad range that you're dealing with. So for example, my youngest is three years old. She would prefer to listen to nothing but picture books. And my oldest is 10, year old, 10 years old, so he wants the chapter books, he wants information, he wants the you know, encyclopedias, he'd be happy if we just read encyclopedias. Where are we at for time? Okay. There's so much to cover today, seriously, so much to cover. So when you're dealing with a broad range, then you kind of need to include a little bit of everything, and you are going to have to expect that there's going to be times where your older kids are going to be bored because you're talking about little kid stuff or your little kids are going to be bored because they're not engaging with the older kid stuff. So now, once you have a little bit of everything in there, now you have to come up with that kind of magic number of how long it's going to be. Because if you have a three-year-old and your morning basket time is like two hours long, that's just absolutely going to be too long. And there is no possible way that your child, at least your younger child, in my case, any of my children, would sit for that long listening quietly without moving or fidgeting or being able to even engage and listen in that way. So you do have to keep that in mind. You don't want your basket to be so brimming full that you're reading all of this stuff that your kids are disengaging with it because it's just too much. It's too much information. So your goal with it should be that you want to kind of touch on and reach all your kids at their different levels. You want to include information that's interesting. From your perspective, absolutely 100% include subjects that you need to check off in a day and get those things checked off. Do those group type subjects in your morning basket time because you're going to get the benefit of snuggling up on the couch or sitting all in a circle on the floor and reading together and starting in this low pressure day which by the way completely transforms your homeschool day it does and if you don't believe me you just gotta try it but what it does is it basically you're starting off with this low pressure reading discussion engaging stories and all of a sudden, everyone's just a little more inspired. And now it's like, okay, we're going to go sit at the table and now we're going to do this. Or for me, at that point, my kids have been sitting for a little while, so I kick them outside and I say, okay, you're going to jump on the trampoline for 15 minutes. Or if we've just read our science books and I'm, you know, we're doing a nature study or something, which we are always doing a nature study at this point in our lives, then I send them out and I say, okay, I want you to find a leaf or I want you to find this or I want you to find that. Here's a magnifying glass, get your nature kit and off you go. And so I'm trying to get them out. So A, they're moving after being pent up kind of in the morning. B, your kids are naturally, you guys, they're naturally going to sit better like that first thing in the morning. They are because they're just waking up. The longer you wait, the more that pent up energy is like building. So if you don't do your morning basket time till 10 or 11, that's probably the point that they're needing a break and they need to go and run. So it really, there is a little bit, as much as there's no magic formula, in my opinion, unless you're dealing with teenagers that don't get up until like, you know, 10 or 11, it is going to be ideal if you can do it earlier in the morning. If you can do it when they first wake up, then they're still kind of lethargic and they're relaxed and they're not in full gear yet. So that's the best time to sit down and cuddle up and start with that. Kind of wakes up the mind first before the body is really there. Then after they've been sitting for that long, anybody is going to be like ready for some action. So now you can send them out, get all those jitters out. And meanwhile, while they're out there, I'm prepping inside, tidying up, tidying up the kitchen. I'm tidying up all our morning basket stuff. And I'm setting up my schoolroom so that when they come in, I'm ready to go for our independent work. And we'll talk about how I actually structure 
um, my kids' school, and we'll talk about homeschooling multiple ages, all that later. We're going to keep focused on morning baskets. So I'm almost at the 12-minute mark. Seriously. I know I shouldn't be announcing this. Like, like I said, I'm not editing this, so it's just real life. Okay, so here's what's in my morning basket. If you're curious um, for my ages, what we're doing, I will always do Bible in my morning basket because for me, that's a group subject. And for me, that's always kind of how we start our homeschool day anyways. So whether that is grapevine Bible study, which is what we're using for like a Bible curriculum, or whether we're not doing one of those studies that time and we're just going to do like reading from the Bible and discussion, um, or whether we're doing like a study or devotional like Case for Christ for Kids, that's what I have in there right now. I rotate it out. There's always kind of something new in there that we're doing for Bible. So that's what's in mind right now for Bible. Um, I'm an Osborne consultant, haha, <laughs> little plug right there. Here in Canada though, so you guys are mostly in the US. Um, if anyone from the US just really wants to do me a solid and order from me, and then I'll ship it to you, you will pay more in shipping, but because your dollar is higher, it kind of evens out. And the reality is, is that I have like a major goal to meet, so I'm always willing. I'm like, I'll go to the post office for you. And there's books I have here in Canada that you don't have there, just saying. Um, anyways, so we are doing, we include a lot of Usborne books in our morning basket because they're educational and high quality and full of pictures. So the kids love them because they can gather around and look at pictures and they're getting some of that nonfiction information at the same time. So one of the books that I have in there right now is the Usborne Book of Art. And it's this huge actually blend of three art books that teaches through all art history, um, the Renaissance, it's got uh, modern art all the way through to modern art and different mediums that are used and how to interpret paintings and what is the value of art and how um, how you might want to consider things like body language or all those things. It literally goes into everything, the stories that are told with paintings and the controversies around paintings and teaches the history of art and the development of it. So I do that and because it's a little bit more of an advanced topic for my younger kids, what I do is it's only one page. So it literally takes me maybe three to four minutes to read it. So I'm not going overkill in how long we're doing it because... Like I said, if it's too long, my little ones won't um, be engaged. So for our read aloud, now I have group read aloud and then every child has their own read aloud. I know. Let's take a minute for that to sink in. Times five, guys. Times five. Okay. We can talk about that more later as well. Um, as you can tell, I love Charlotte Mason and I'm bringing a lot of her philosophies and I just ordered like $200 worth of books, don't tell Jonathan, um, that I will be adding to my morning basket. Yay! All about nature studies and uh, the, the Charlotte Mason book of geography. Oh my goodness, you guys, that is going in my morning basket. I can't wait. Um, anyway, so for read aloud, for our group read aloud right now, we are doing Aerith's birthday. And like I said, you guys, go to my blog if you haven't. And go to the podcast section and you'll see this podcast episode and I'm going to link to all of these. But Aerith's Birthday is hands down the funniest book I have ever read with my children. And yet full of similes and metaphors and rich literature that I can use to help teach them different grammar, um, sentence structure, uh, just, just mechanics of writing. And we can sit down and analyze things and all the time. I'll read something and the kids are just like listening and I'll be like you guys that was a simile did you catch that like that's so cool and they're kind of like okay mom but seriously I 
When I read a read aloud and it catches me or it grips me in some way, this is about a porcupine, by the way, who curses. And by curses, like you can't see right now that I'm doing the little quotation marks. Um, it's it's all hilarious alliteration stuff, like just hilarious. So now you can talk to your kids about alliteration. It's great. Um, but anyways, it's funny. All my kids, including my three-year-old, kill themselves laughing. And so it holds all of their attention. They're always asking for another chapter. And the best part is is as part of a series, and there's five in the series. So we're going to definitely be reading those. Okay, so now you can see I've got like art, I've got Bible, okay, and now I'm bringing in some language arts and that with our read-alouds. And then what I do is I've got science and I've got socials. So for social studies, I'm up here in Canada, so I'm starting off with actually the simplest book on Canada I could find, which is Spotlight on Canada. I have a ton of books on Canada from every individual province um, to different animals and habitats and areas and I, I've got so many books that I could do. I've got Wow Canada that I could do. I've got Donna Ward's Canada My Country or Canada's Natives Long Ago. I mean I have a wealth of books that I could do with my kids. However, I felt like Spotlight on Canada was a good place to start because we haven't done it for a long time because <laughs> last year I basically did no Canadian nothing. It was really quite wonderful but um so this year I thought you know it's basic and it's very short and it's like how many provinces what are the provinces what are the different um areas what are the different animals what are some of our symbols it's just very brief and so going to give us kind of a gentle introduction and help pull my little kids along with my older kids because some of them there's just gaps right that happens when you've got a large family your older kids might have done it, your younger kids might not have yet. And so it's just gonna help us start on the same page and then we can go and do some other stuff. So it's, it literally will be done it within a couple weeks and then we can move on. So um, I do incorporate uh, social studies as well. And so um, let's move on now into science. Okay, so I am doing, some of you might have seen, um, we're doing some nature study, studies with Nature Explorers. We are doing Science Shepherd. Okay, that's little videos and um, the kids have some workbooks. We are also doing Winter Promise Animals and Their Worlds. And the reason I'm doing so many different science is because A, science is the best subject. Let's just be real. Everybody loves science. The kids love science. Um, so it's just a win for everybody. Plus, I love the idea of nature studies and getting the kids outside and um, engaged with the world around them. Very Charlotte Mason uh, value. But also, I needed to do something like Science Shepherd because I am with a school this year, which means that I have to check off outcomes, and that pretty much checks off all our outcomes. So that gives me my base, and it only takes five to ten minutes. And then we can go off and do all this other stuff that we want to do. So animals in their worlds, these are some of my readers from that, which is Eris Birthday is included. The World of Animals is by, it's published by Master Books, and it's got um, lessons in it about different, um, let's see here, I just actually got it in the mail today, you guys, so I'm excited. Um, what is the difference between vertebrates and invertebrates, words to know, uh, animal charades, unusual animals, what do we learn, it's got questions, it is Christian based, but um, it is, looks really awesome actually relatively short so we're doing that 
Um, I've got the Encyclopedia of Animals and I've got a, one small square book on woods and I have a whole bunch of those. So we're going to be cycling through. Um, remember, a morning basket isn't something that you just like set up for the year. It's something that's fluid, that's changing. Maybe you get a book from the library. Maybe you get tired of a book and you switch it out and add in something else. You want it to be, it's like a living thing. It's constantly changing and it's constantly interesting and your kids kind of almost don't know what they're getting. So I like to change it at least once a month if not more often, at least with some of the read-alouds and, and different things that we're doing, just to bring in that, that sense of wonder and keeping the kids interested and engaged. Okay, so now we've got science, we've got socials, we've got a little bit of language arts in there, we've got some um, history in there, world history with the art history. And then uh, we had Bible, and then I also do poetry because... I'm a poetry addict and because it fits our brave writer lifestyle. Yes, we still do poetry tea time, but we also do poetry every single day because I love poetry. Anyways, I found, um, I was doing some more advanced poetry and all my kids were kind of like over their heads, like just. Psh. So uh, I got an Osborne book of poems for young children and they're funny and they're engaging and they're really enjoying them. So we read some poems and then we work through all those other subjects. So just to give you a glimpse of what Morning Basket can look like, okay, that's with a, a wide variety, variety of ages, of interests, of grades, and of attention spans. And so I'm doing in all of that by the time, and it takes us between 30 to 40 minutes, by the time our morning basket is done, we have finished Bible Social Science. Is that it? Bible Social Science, part of our LA and um, part of our history as well. So we get a lot in with that you know, 30 to 40 minutes. And now we're ready to sit down and we can go do our math and our language arts. And really that's all we have left to do because most of our stuff has already been accomplished in this very low pressure, low stress way, just cuddling up on the couch or sitting around looking through pictures on the floor and talking and engaging and discussing together. So that's what a morning basket can look like, not what it has to look like. Um, I'm gonna include links to all of this stuff on my blog in this podcast blog post thing. Um, so you can check those out if you want more information about any of those. And um, and then I wasn't able to show you how I actually plan this all out, but I actually do plan it in my planner, which if you watched last week's or listened to last week's podcast episode, I told you that I released a homeschool planner. So um, I plan that out in there. And just so that I can keep track of which chapter I'm on without constantly having to like look back if I don't remember or especially after a weekend it's easy to forget exactly where we're at in all these different books so what I do is I actually do sit down and say okay I'm doing you know three pages in this I'm reading these two pages in that because that goes around you know along with our social studies curriculum what are we supposed to be doing in this one and I just kind of plan it out roughly beforehand and even put a little sticky tab in all of the books. So now I can just open and go the next day and it's no pressure and I don't have to think about it because I'm also a little foggy in the morning if we're being honest. So that is a glimpse of what a morning basket to, can look like. And um, I'm gonna also link to some different resources and websites you can go for more inspiration and ideas. And so hopefully that gives you guys a really good idea and answers some of your questions. If you have any other questions about a morning basket, then shoot me an email at rebecca at hiphomeschoolingblog.com or 
Kanroi blog, you can contact me there or you can comment directly below the podcast episode on my blog as well. So if you like this, what you're going to do if you're on iTunes is you are going to hit review and you can just give it, I don't know actually, I don't even know how it works, but if you could review it like for two seconds, that would super help me out. And hopefully uh, it's helpful and useful. And if it's not, then let me know how it can be more useful to you. So next week I'm going to be doing this. Uh, I'll try to get the podcast up Sunday night um, so that it's ready to go for Monday. So Mondays and Thursdays is my goal. Okay. I didn't want to necessarily pin myself down, but I think that's my goal. Mondays and Thursdays, um, actually Sunday night and Thursdays is my goal for this podcast. So you can start to kind of hopefully depend on me a little bit. And next time, I'm not sure what it's going to be about yet. I don't know. So you guys get to chime in on that and send me an email or comment on my blog post and tell me what you would like to see. And based on what seems to be the number one concern or question, then that's what I will focus on for next time. So you're just going to have to tune back in to figure out what I'm going to talk about. It could be anything, could be scheduling, could be multiple kids. Anyways, you guys, I've gone way over, so I'm going to wrap this up. I hope you have an awesome rest of your homeschool week because, hey, you only have like a day or two left, so you can do this, and we will talk to you again very soon. See ya. Well, there you have it. Rants from my chaos to yours. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that you can find me on my blog at hiphomeschoolingblog.com. I'm also on Instagram as hiphomeschooling. I'm on Pinterest as hhomeschooling. And I am on Facebook, which is where I am the most active. And you can find me there at hiphomeschoolingblog. So make sure to come and find me, reach out, send me a message, send me an email and check out my blog for more homeschool encouragement and resources and information to help you on your journey.